I'm Christian Humes. And I'm John Paul Murphy. And you're listening to Watch World. And today we'll be talking about the latest episode of the 11th series of Doctor Who starring Jodie Whittaker. It takes you away. John, this episode took me away to a very special place. I thoroughly enjoyed it. Did it take you away? I thoroughly enjoyed this episode. I think you are correct in that it is, I think, probably the best episode of the season. Maybe. Kerblam was also really good, too. Yeah. And but I think Demons of the Punjab. Yeah, but I think just in terms of everything involving this episode, in terms of the style, the location, the, you know, the just the ideas behind it. Um, yeah, it didn't go the way I expected, if I'm being honest. I really thought it was very different than just another creepy monster in the end. Yeah, and I, I think... I feel like I've seen this idea somewhere before. I'm certain. And they've probably even done stuff like this. Before. Yeah, it's it felt very familiar. Sure. But it, I think it worked. Um, you know, and it, it just didn't have the... I guess even when you get to like the whole anti-zone, it's... Yeah, it's like kind of cheesy cave set, but it didn't seem as almost corny it as other... creepy. Yeah, it was more creepy and... It was very creepy. Um... Yeah, and just like the flesh moss and all these other kind of just weird things going on. Yeah. And Everything fun. being wet. Yeah. <laughs> like they were inside that worm in Empire Strikes Back. That is very much what it reminded me of. Like the second they're in there, she's like, where are we? I'm like, oh, you're in a living thing. I don't know what you're in, but it's alive. <laughs> you're basically just in stu- in a stomach, which is like where they were. Yeah. So it starts out, John, and it, they do a very good job at on purpose they like to drop hints of like what might come up in the episode and graham is talking to ryan and he says like oh we always wanted to come here and he's like well whatever stops and he's just like i don't know time like we got distracted by this and i was like oh that's really sad and then i was like i was like oh something crazy is gonna happen here with uh i was like nan's gonna show up i immediately was like something's gonna happen with nan here or this is like he's going to die here. Like, I just felt like something big was going to happen involving him and the death of Nan or Nan, like from that moment for them to bring it up so specifically. Yeah, I didn't I didn't quite catch that, but I it did have a kind of an ominous tone for Graham, at least. Yes. Um, yeah, it you know, it's and <laughs> you you have that going on and then you have like the doctor just like going around eating shit off the ground. Like, yeah. which was kind of like weirdly counteractive to like that moment happening. Well, I think I think what's fun is they don't they you know the doctor tastes the ground and then just says where when they are right. Yeah, I think that's actually a really fun way to not just use the sonic for everything. <laughs> yeah, but it makes me wonder like, you know, can you just use the sonic instead of putting yeah. some pine leaves in your mouth? Yeah. Also, the old TARDIS, when you would arrive somewhere, sometimes would be like, you're here. It would like tell you, the, like the doctor could look at the TARDIS and be like, oh, we're in 2018. Great. It seems like the, I don't know if this is the case with all the doctors, but it seems for Jody's doctor, it's, she's kind of, her character is, seems to be this, like, she's always kind of one foot off of stability a bit. In yeah. Terms of, she's not. She She's never not totally qu- grounded. She never quite has both feet on the ground. Yeah. And I think that's at this point, I'm I'm not expecting her to ever get to that point. But yeah, well, but I'd say every doctor I've watched has grown over their time. They don't just stay the same character. It usually takes like 
the nudging of the companions, like their different personalities start to wear on like and actually force change. But every doctor has I've seen growth, but it's usually over the course of like by the next season. Now they'll be like, okay, the doctors learn from these things and they'll become more X, Y or Z, Um, which is good because otherwise it would start to get stale if they very much made the same kind of decisions all the time. Yeah, and I, and and generally she does start off kind of off, not completely grounded, and just a little bit off. And then by the end of the episode, generally she, if the episode's kind of centric around her a little mm-hmm. bit, um, she does. I I think at the end of this episode, she kind of does change a bit, and it is unclear as to if she's if she, what when she acts when she reacts to the frog at the end. Um, it's unclear if she's doing that out of sincerity or out of, I just need to get out of here. Yeah, it was very good acting on her part. It was very yeah. believable despair. Yes. Right? I felt, I was like, oh, okay, this is, that was like at a level of emotion we haven't seen out of her character yet. Yes. So that I'm, was awesome. I was really hoping at the end of that, not to jump ahead, but when she's in that sort of white realm, like uh-huh. Dumbledore was going to show up. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's kind of where a little bit. And, yeah. that, and that, that Voldemort fetus is going to be like under the bench under. Oh, like, do you the think chair. they were inside the Voldemort fetus? Maybe. <laughs> could have been. Could have been where it was. Um, yeah. So they they are in Norway. They're in some mm-hmm. sort of must. It's up in the way up in the countryside, way north. Even yeah, like, it's where they have fjords and fjords. I mean, like Norway's got hundreds, if not thousands, of them. <laughs> so awesome. Um. But yeah, and it's if you're confused, it's like Norway, then Sweden, then Finland. If you go from yeah west to east, and so uh, you know, Oslo I think is closer on the southern end and stuff. So they're like wherever, not to get into details, but um, so they're basically out in the middle of nowhere, in like the Norwegian wood, basically, as the Beatles would say. Um, and so they see a house, you know, down kind of secluded. I think because I watched The Witch recently, like a, a few months ago, this kind of reminded me of The Witch, especially the beginning, because like a cabin, like, you know, secluded in the woods. But and that kind of had almost a horror element, especially the beginning of this this uh, episode, uh, because as they approach this cabin, there's like it's all boarded up and there's like a kind of a jump scare with somebody on the inside, like their hand gets pressed up against the window and you're just like, what's going on? And so um, I, I, I like the, I like the way this episode started off. Yeah, I kept thinking the monster was going to have something to do with the fact that she couldn't see. Like, I thought it was going to be really important that she couldn't see. And there, it was a little bit important because it just meant that she could never figure out what was actually happening. But And props to the show, man. I think, for actually casting a blind actress. Oh, is she a blind actress? I, the way that she looked... Yeah, they could have done contacts. Like, she looked like a a blind oh, okay. person. Interesting. <laughs> you know, it's not like when you're watching, you know, Al Pacino and like the, you know, scent of a woman, you're like, okay, it's yeah. Al Pacino and like just acting blind. Yeah. But it's not really, but like she legitimately looked like like almost like she was a blind actress. So and I, I think it's it makes props to them if that's the case. Well also it's I think cool that it, typically when there's a character that has some kind of ailment, it's so central to the plot. And it was this, it was like more of just like an interesting character choice and it's like good representation i think yeah for people because it's like otherwise they're only ever represent like represented when it's necessary for the plot for someone to have to be 
because they could have just done anything. They could, you know, they didn't they didn't actually have to have her be deaf for that plan to still work. They could have made some slight, you know. Yeah. Um, and I did like enjoy the, you know, because basically this girl has been abandoned by her father. The story, like, it was nice to see the the Ryan and this girl story. Yeah. So because like she her thing is like she lost her father and like he comes off as a jerk at first because obviously because of his background he's like maybe he just ran off maybe just left you and she gets like and so they have this like you know don't like each other and then they have a nice uh, reconciliation later so the thing that i always like about doctor who is they have they're not worried about getting really weird yeah with like whatever the the monster or the bad guy or the alien like whatever it is they're not worried about doing really abstract stuff which is kind of awesome because like this season whatever we have we've had basically we we've had predators like alien hunters yeah. we've had just like a like a economic terrorist <laughs> yeah um we had giant spiders giant spiders we had uh aliens that were actually not doing anything but witnessing a, a historic event like there was actually yeah. no interference no they interference. were just observers you had um oh we had a we had a, a future space nazi Future space Nazi. Future space Nazi. Uh, yeah, future space white white supremacist. Um, the very specific space Nazi. Yeah. Uh, you had two. This wasn't any villain, but there was just two people. Um, there was like, oh no, there was like basically uh, flying clothes. That was like evil right, on the beach. Right, 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 right. <laughs> like evil clothes. I don't know. The, yeah. Um, never, so never got follow up there from that, but no, there's been a lot of weird stuff. So while watching this episode at the beginning, I was just like, immediately, I'm always like, okay, what's the thing? Like, what's the thing? Is this going to be like the, is this going to be like, uh, the quiet place? Yeah. Like, is this like, oh, we have to be quiet. Cause like, you know, she's it's got a little bit of that vibe. She's too. blind. So I was like, okay, there's going to be a thing that like, there's a reason she's been able to like survive somehow. It's almost like it would have been funny if it, because she's blind, it's like a bossless thing. That's what you can't look was, at it. That's exactly what I was thinking. I was thinking like maybe okay, you can't look at it. That's what I was thinking. Like a quiet because first when they showed up, when we heard the the noise, she was like, "Oh, they're coming now," and it wasn't dark yet. And I'm like, "Oh, this is weird because it things always come at night." Because Doctor Who was like, "It's like three o'clock." Like, yeah. What do you mean it's coming now? And I'm like, "Oh, maybe you can't see it." That's true. And then of course, Graham is by himself. This mirror shows up. I got to tell you, if, if the doctor was like, you go here, I'd be like, nah, I'm staying with you. <laughs> yeah, there was a point there where she's like, okay, split up. You, you, Yaz and Ryan, you go to the barn or whatever. And then no and way. then I would be like, fuck you, man. I'm like, no not, we're not splitting up. It's like, I'm going in the closet with that little girl where she survived until yeah. this shit all dies down. Yeah. It's like, Jesus. Um, yeah, so then Graham discovers that the mirror is actually a portal. Um, and... They decide to split up again when the doctor is like, okay, you, uh, Graham, Yaz, and me will go in the portal. Ryan, you, because you have the most problems with this girl, you get to stay with her and like, you know, work it out, I guess. Um, Which is like, it feels weird to leave one person behind, not two. Yes. It's like a buddy system. You would think like, okay, Come on. we don't really know what's on the other side of this portal per se. Yeah. Maybe let's not bring the, like... Let's just bring one companion. That's what I'm saying. In case something really bad happens. Buddy system. <laughs> Absolutely. <Yeah. laughs> um, so then, and then this is where we're introduced to this idea of the anti-world or anti-universe uh -huh. or something like that. Um, the negative zone? Yeah, it's 
just this dark cave set. Um, and we discover... Very squishy. Yes, very squishy. We meet a new character here. Oh, my God. Um, I can't remember what he reminds me of, but he does... Rem- he Oh, he, you know what? He reminds me a little bit of uh, the evil elves from Thor Dark World. <laughs> that, it's like a little bit of like Gollum mixed yeah. in with just yeah like just kind of a weird elf thing. he's like weirdly perverse like he just talks about eating everything but in a very almost sexualized tone that yeah was unsettling to me <laughs> um i'm just it's like when of, they first get in there he looks like he's eating someone yeah he well he's like stripping something away yeah and he's all about like just eating the uh flesh yeah in the flesh and he's he's got uh like fl- he's got like bone knives. Yes, he's got bone knives. And what I'm, I'm, sorry, I'm trying to look up his name. What, like um, it was. I'm sure I can I'm look it up. But find. so he threatens Graham, and he he wants to barter information. Is his that's his shtick, right? He's like ribbons is his name. Yes, because I was a little bit confused by when they first enter in this like zone. Um, the doctor ties a string to herself. As a way to like, oh, we to get back to this portal point. Um, and then when they discover ribbons and they start mentioning, I thought when they were saying ribbons, they were talking about her string. So I was like a little confused about like what was, what was going on there for a second. Also, it's just funny his name is Ribbons. Yeah, it was gross, man. So you find out the doctor is going to barter via her tubular. Do you remember that? So he's got like the knife to Graham and the doctor's like, you like put him down or whatever, blah, 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 blah. And she pulls out the Sonic and points it at him. He immediately just assumes it's like a weapon or something. Yeah. And he just goes, oh, what a great tubular. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah, because it, that's where it felt very Gollum-like in the sense yeah. that like he, he's a barter trader person. He's like, oh, I want the shiny. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, um, he's got this weird balloon. Yeah, because apparently there's no light, even though there's like obviously a big set light like sure. illuminating the blue light but like they're supposed to say it's completely dark except for this like kind of red blue right. light thing. Or, or just very dark very dark yeah so they have these like balloon things that ribbons make them carry yeah but then it starts attracting these moth things like yeah flesh moths yeah i gotta tell you when the first flesh, flesh moth showed up it didn't seem that scary and then it it devours he just goes he goes here's a rat and he just throws <laughs> this big rat yeah <laughs> and the flesh moth just devours it so fast so they're basically like flying piranhas yeah like flying sort of yeah but even then they're so small i feel like you could crush it right he's got those knives yeah they they don't really they i guess take him seriously yeah (laughs) you know you never get a chance like to really see how much they crush him but later ryan and the girl are kind of easily duck out of the way oh the girl sorry they kind of like when they're first like when they're following them later yeah and they go through and like they're being chased by the moss yeah they are easily able to like kind of like get in like kind of a nook around the corner and the moss kind of all just keep flying so they must be kind of dumb but (laughs) i mean they're probably more just attracted to light versus correct you know anything else but um, moth. yeah moth. um this is where basically the doctor discovers that it is this sort of anti-zone thing that is like the universe creates when it's trying to keep two universes apart right it's this sort of buffer zone right um and that's when they discover the other portal the other end of this sort of tunnel system 
Um, ribbons gets eaten to bits by the moss. Poor Ribbons. After Ribbons tries to get them eaten. Yes. Because Ribbons is like, now go, run. I threw my last rat. And the, and the doctor's like, he wants us. Like, don't trust him. And then because they don't follow him, they don't attract the moths. And then the yeah. moths all eat him. And then they go. Yeah. Which was awesome. Yeah. You're just like, it was cool. But, you know, I guess Ribbons' only crime was just trying to steal. And, and murder them. <laughs> yeah, but they walked in on his home. I mean, I'm just saying there were, there were fine people on both sides of the issue. <laughs> I wouldn't say he's fine. This isn't a stand your ground. State, very John. fine. Very fine. I don't people. know if the okay. zone is a stand your ground. I think it's a, I think it's like international waters. Like anything oh, goes. I see. Anything goes. You know. <laughs> All right. Um, so, yeah, Yaz, the doctor and Graham, they discover this other portal and essentially they end up back in the house. But things are just a little bit different. And that's when they discover that this is a alternate universe. Yes. Um, where, and they discover basically the girl's missing father's there with, and they did mention earlier that the wife had died, but the wife is there. And because I guess in this universe, people that had died are now, are still alive. And that's where you get, you ever see Another Earth, the movie? No, I wanted to. Yeah. So like, Another Earth is an interesting low-budget sci-fi movie. Yeah. And it's about this girl that she gets in a car accident. I forget the actual like circumstances, the details. Um, she like, kills somebody in a car accident. And at that exact moment, suddenly the, um, you know, like NASA discovers there's like another Earth not that far away. Like it's right. like, within traveling distance and it's like approaching them. So then they're like... And it's like on that earth is exactly how it is, but a little bit different. And when she didn't commit the accident or something. So she wants to go to this other place and she tries to like sign up to leave to go to the other earth. So it's awesome. Yeah. It's a little strange, but it's, you know, it's good. Yeah, it's good. Good concept, I think, I guess. Yeah. To, to so, explore. So on this other earth, they go through the mirror. They're in the same place that they left out. Everything maybe a little bit different. And, uh, Inside, I knew the missing that missing man was there. Yes. Yeah. The, the missing father. And then the big reveal that the wife is there. Yes. And this is when I kind of actually, no, it wasn't here because essentially what I understood it as is like, okay, this is an alternate universe in which certain events did not happen. That's what I thought too. You know, That's what and I, thought. I didn't think it was an afterlife. I thought it was that. Or, or it is sort of an afterlife, but you don't. The people that have died don't know that, don't realize it or something. Correct, yeah. They kind of coexist in this sort of purgatory of sort of sorts in that way. Because um, when he's saying, like, yes, I've tried to bring her back across, but it won't let her. And I was like, oh, so there must, there's some rules to this place where it's like visiting heaven. You can't bring, like, people that have died back. You can only visit them and, you know, spend some time with them. Um and the dad's kind of a dick. It's like he didn't want to bring the daughter and like just keeps keeps her tormented inside that house. <laughs> like what an asshole. Yeah. This episode does not like he does not come off as a good person in this episode. No. 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 And also like he's like this like kind of like surfer Norwegian dude in it. So he always just kind of visually annoys me. But <laughs> yeah, it was weird. He was just like. They're like, she's alone. Like, she needs your help. And he's like, she's fine. She's a teenager. She has food. And it's like, she's also 
blind and yeah. you just left a kid in like you live in like the middle of nowhere yeah she could like fall it's like a two-story house too yeah and you'd live in the middle of nowhere the food's going to run out why would you set up this trap and like terrorize? Clearly, this he didn't want to have the child, I guess, and valued like the like. You know, he's one of those people. that's like I just love my wife so much, and sure. I don't really care for the fact that we had a kid. <laughs> yeah, one of those. <laughs> you know, so um, then the big, you know, obviously emotional reveal, kind of what you were hinting at in the beginning, was that they go outside, and that's where Graham sees Nan. Uh, and she is alive. And that's when I texted you while I was watching. It was like, yo, this episode uh, is wild. That's, uh, yeah. I mean, because I knew basically once they revealed that like she was dead, the wife was dead, basically. And I was like, oh, this is going to be like Nan's going to show up. That's when I knew. Um, and it like kind of that's where Nan kind of explains about she has all the memories of what like. So she like knew everything. And like yeah. Graham the kind of tests her with like showing her the necklace, like where to get that. Um, it was like a frog necklace, um, which will come into play later. Um, and she's able to kind of explain everything exactly what it is. So everything seems legitimate in this world. It seems that way. Yes. And that's when I knew there's something wrong. What's wrong, John? That it's a Venus flytrap universe. Well, a little bit. Yeah. We, it's, it's, at first it seemed like that way. Yeah. It's interesting because it does seem like they're bad. Like they're trying to trap you here, but. It's it's weird because you then find out like, Nan isn't an alien on this other universe because this other universe is the alien. Yeah. So the doctor kind of like um, do sex machnia mm-hmm. <laughs> or deus ex machnia. It, deuce. A little bit. Deuce. <laughs> deuce ex machnia. Deuce. Deuce ex machnia. Deuces. I got to take a deuce ex machnia. <laughs> oh, my God. Anyways, um, she kind of basically pulls the solution out of the hat. A bit when she's like, "Oh, my fifth grandmother told me the story about the is it the Solidec, you know, like energy, yeah." And it was like it in the beginning of time and space, there was this other energy that couldn't coexist with the universe, so it was forced to create its own side universe. And ever since then, it's been trying to get back in, and it created this portal because it wants to understand our universe and attract people to it, so it can figure out. I guess understand. Well, that's the fun thing about the Time Lords is they technically could be around however long they want. Yeah. Like they could have, because they can have access to the TARDIS, they can travel through time. Yeah. It's just, it's just kind of obviously it's for, always convenient. for plot sake. She's just like, oh yeah, I remember my grandmother yeah. telling me this. <laughs> yeah. That yeah. happens a lot, but I think it's only because like half the time it'd be really complicated to figure out how else to explain the thing they came up with. Yeah. That's true. Um, and you already don't trust the aliens. The alien like can't necessarily reveal it. Yes. You know, so you have to have a trusted source do it. It's like the whole thing with Darth Vader when he reveals he's Luke's dad. There were so many people that thought he was lying. So in the next movie, they had to have Yoda say it and confirm, confirm it. Confirm it, yeah. Because you know. people would just be like, oh, well, I wouldn't believe this freaking weird alien universe thing. That is true. <laughs> it's like so far everything it's done is to try to convince me to stay here. So whatever it's saying now is probably a part of that. Yeah, it's just like a needy significant other is just going to tell you what you need to hear. Yep. So, um, yeah, and then, but, ba- but basically the way it ends is, is the fact that this universe cannot exist with more than, you know, one or two, you know, human the souls from the other, right. our universe coexisting. So basically the, the environment begins to self-destruct. 
collapse. Collapse on itself. So the doctor has to go around and convince both Graham and the other guy that this like you have to go home with us. Um, that's where I thought like the 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 evil the solar deck energy was going to be evil in the sense that it was like kind of blasting it blasted Yaz away, it blasted the little girl away. Once Grant, you know, they she get, makes it to the other side with with Ryan. Um, I really thought Graham was going to stay at some point. Yeah, I did as well. It, I felt so happy, but also sad for Graham when he starts telling her like, "I went to an alien planet. I did all these things. Yeah. I saw so many things." Yeah, and I was just like, "Oh, yeah," and and. I I did enjoy his turn, but yeah, no, I, I don't know what I'm gonna say. But other than like, I did enjoy when she when he is convinced it's not her. By he's like, you know, you would never let you. You told me not to worry about Ryan. Like you would have the real Nan wouldn't wouldn't have let let that happen. He's like now I know, and she's like, fuck you, <laughs> blast him. Meanwhile, the other guy's still there, like not willing, yeah, to like give up his wife. It's like, did you just see what this lady did? Like, are you not yeah. paying attention to what's going yeah, on? He like there? he makes he makes the worst decisions of everybody. Yeah, he's super stupid. Like that girl actually might have been better off with that. <laughs> like that, I would have actually been fine if the doctor chose to take her. Add add this as another companion to the group, <laughs> just for like the you know to be to save this girl from this horrible death. Sure. <laughs> it was weird that they chose to do this in 2018. Yeah. Only because like they're in the middle of nowhere and it doesn't require anything modern. This could have been 1990, could have been like there's a 1980, joke 1970. There's a joke that's it's brought up at first um when they reveal that the monster is not real and it's just the the dad set up speaker speaker system and then it's like to keep her in the house and then Ryan says like I would have just used Wi-Fi like to keep her in the house and then later when the, everyone at the epilogue kind of the dad's like okay i guess we'll move back to oslo now and you know have wi-fi and it's like your daughter's blind like she's not really going to use the internet as like as uh, to max capacity <laughs> like sure <laughs> do spotify you siri yeah but it's to be absorbed in wi-fi like the yeah. way that like it's a very visual based yeah yeah thing it just i just felt like a, like again another like Poor decision by the dad. Not the like, dad's a dummy. He does not understand that he has a blind daughter. <laughs> he's a dummy. <laughs> yeah, he's real stupid. Um, the doctor decides as a bargain to give up the 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 dad. That she's like, I will be your friend. Yes. Be, well, because the doctor is more interesting than that, though, because the doctor is like, you don't want him because like this is all this idiot knows. He's like <laughs> such a dummy. It's like, I've seen the universe. It's like, I'm a time lord. Yeah, because the universe is basically dictated by how much the person knows. Like, that's what that universe's knowledge is. That universe wants to know about the real universe, like, that it was supposed to be part of, but it isn't. And the doctor's like, I've seen it all, baby. <laughs> you could be massive. It's cool, baby. But yeah. then the doctor turns out to be too much for it. Yes. Um, and that's where we get to this sort of white, blinding white station, and then... The true form of the solo deck is a frog with Nan's voice um, and amazing puppet work. Yeah, I like that it was Nan's voice. What do you mean puppet work? Was it a puppet? No, that was CG. It's oh, but like they make it kind of seem like puppety, mm. almost like the way it moves because yeah. like kind of like a little bit. Yeah, no, you can't see it on the podcast, but <laughs> <laughs> that was great. Yeah, great. <laughs> John just sit, John just looks at me and like opens his mouth, like closes it, like. Someone else was operating his jaw. 
Um, yeah. It's I, amazing we don't do stuff like that more often, where you'd have to see it. I think we did it when we first started yeah, doing podcasts did, but, more, but now we know. But it's this. amazing that it doesn't happen more often. Yeah. Probably because we're usually not in the same room. That's true. It's harder to do it yeah. over the web. Um, yeah, this over reminded the me, yeah, over Wi Fi. Um, it reminded me of this whole like kind of scene of contact. Do you ever see contact with Jodie Foster? No. Um, oh, then I don't really want to spoil it to you because it's a good movie. But at the end, she ha- she meets an a- like alien, and it's like it takes the form of her father, oh. and it's like this is the form you most recognize, like or whatever. It's like memory, and this, this felt very much like that, where it's like that happens with a lot of things, where like whatever if deity it's de- or it, yeah, if you're dealing with a being that's a- like beyond the right scope of our imaginations like i take a form that you're more comfortable with exactly yeah (laughs) stay puff marshmallow man yeah (laughs) (laughs) what a weird movie ghostbusters man very weird movie the uh i really like the effects here also it reminded me of the new spider-man movie into the spider-verse there's a lot of the chromatic aberration where You'd see, like, as the universe was starting to tear, and you see, like, the blue of her, the yeah, red she, of her. The, she's know. like, oh, do you see what's happening to yeah. me? She, this was some of the best acting out of her in the whole season because she got, like, really, like, scared and sad. Yeah, also, this is like Jodie Whittaker's, like, one woman show yeah. moment. <laughs> I mean, like she, she also showed, like, kindness because, like, it, it didn't seem like she was just worried about her own survival. Like, she, she felt like she really. Because all this is is like a sentient universe and it just wants to not be alone. It wants to have knowledge and be a part of like the other universe that it knows it exists. So like she actually like definitely feels sympathy for it. And she's yeah. like, I would love to be able to actually show you these things, but I can't. And I bet because she was like, she said that the universe is probably the most fascinating thing she's ever seen. I actually almost believe that if you think about it. It's like she's actually talking to the universe in this moment. Yeah. Yeah, I mean it's 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 deep, it's big, it's interesting. Um, it's not where I thought this episode was going to go. I really thought this was going to be like just a weird monster episode at the start. Yeah, it, it has almost like a religious aspect to it. It does. It's like her meeting like a god. It, or, it very much is. Yeah. Yes, and so it kind of has this, and she comes out of it a little different because it's almost because essentially what happens is she leaves this being as it collapses yeah. and then the anti-burst you know thing is collapsing and yep. they all make it back and she's almost kind of sentimental about it because i think she realizes that it probably died yeah or either way with the negative zone gone with the antiverse gone no one could get back to it yeah so, so it's, it's essentially dead yeah as far as anyone's concerned because it will just continue to exist in nothingness without anyone else yeah without any way to get back and i think she feels bad for it because she couldn't save it yeah Right, like she was able to save, she's able to save people all the time, and she couldn't save this one. It's a bummer. Yeah, it's very good. I like it more now that we've actually talked about it. <laughs> no, I mean it has some good things. I think it's not a perfect episode, but I don't no. think any episode is. No, but I think as far as the themes and the things dealing, there's some, but and I think one. the structure of the story and just like getting rope, you know, roped into this sort of journey and this trap, and then having to escape, and you come out of it a better person like graham you know i I think grows as a person out of this he finally kind of in some ways gets to say goodbye to you know to nan and then ryan has a great moment with the girl and just him becoming like a more understanding person to other people's feelings and thoughts because i think he you know understands that 
it's not all about him. And like, I think the only person that doesn't really get anything is Yaz in this episode. Um, but she got her own episode, so whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe that's to, why they just they got had to her see go your up. grandma, you yeah. know, <laughs> escape death. So, um, but yeah, but you know, when you have four characters, it's kind of hard to all give them equal times. So that's why you have to spread out over a season and give, you know, certain ones, certain episodes to give their, give their moments. So, uh, but overall, I think it's, I think it was a fun episode. I think I agree. If I was going to, sh- um, I think this and Kerblam are probably the two. Yep. If I would show so far, like, yep. To someone that is watching Doctor Who. Maybe Demons and Punjab. Yeah. Yeah. I think so. But it's also really good. Yeah. No, I agree. Um, The next episode is called The Battle of Ranscor of Kalos. Wow. Which it sounds like we're going to an alien planet. Yes. Or a period of history we don't even know about. Yeah. That we don't. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Or a part of. The world that we're very unfamiliar with. That's that true. does not sound like... Uh, no, it sounds an alien, uh, yes. alien thing, yeah. Yes. It, it sounds purposely obtuse. Uh, <laughs> so that is next week. And then there isn't another episode until January 1st. So there's two weeks in between. We still have not necessarily decided what we're going to do. We did decide that, similar to doing Harry Potter, our next in-between movie series would be james bond so maybe we start james bond maybe we do two james bonds during that point or maybe we do something else we don't know yet we will decide next week and let people know what they'll be listening to the following two weeks um so that's how that's gonna work i actually just went on um jack loves tv nice and talked about doctor who season four which is Mm. the final david Tennant season man it has that is probably one of the most perfect seasons of Doctor Who. And it made me think a lot about this season right now with Jodie Whittaker. Now, that was his third season. Yeah. So it was the best. And I think it's probably the best season of all Doctor Who still. I don't think any of these episodes, like that season has maybe four or five of the best in the series. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like half the episodes are some of the best episodes in the series. None of these yet have one of those super special ones yet. But also almost none of this season has been like bad. They've all been... It's like a high floor, lowered ceiling yeah. type of a season, which yeah. I think is like, you know, when you're doing this show for, you know, I guess it, let alone the whole yeah, you know, series, you know, now. plus like the past, you know, how many decades prior, it's like, it's good to have a show that's has that, yep. you know, where you can just kind of, you're, you're not going to get disappointed. Correct. And that's, know? I think, and the thing about it is like that was his third season so now they had really built this character he had a ton of history to pull from he had all these characters that he had interacted with so there was like a lot of that was a part of it too which i started thinking like oh actually this season was already so good i'm like thinking about forwards now the next season might be better really really good yeah because they've really kind of like figured out now who the characters are how this doctor interacts and the first season of a doctor is always a little like trying to figure out who they are. Yeah. Who they are, what their deal is. And now like when you go into it, it's, you know, it's like a lot of TV shows. The second season is like the best, <laughs> you know, <laughs> that happens very often. Yeah. Um, like a sequel sometimes can often be like the best version of the property. Yeah. With the TV show, just like usually you'll establish the formula in the first season and then the second season where you kind of get to take it off into right directions you have not seen before with other shows and, and also it's like different when they're writing it and creating it versus like they got to see it come out and see how people react to it and also like experience it as a show and then suddenly like oh okay now that i've watched my show 
it's like different than it was in my head. Yeah. You know? Agreed. Because now it's like a living, breathing thing. It's not this tenuous thing on paper that you can change. Mm -hmm. So you suddenly have, I don't know, creativity always works better when you have confines to stay in. When you you have too much room and like too many directions that you can go, like it's sometimes hard to pick one. And when things are directionless, it's, they don't work as well. Yeah. Like, you know, comparing it to, you know, what we watch with Westworld, whereas like, season one of the new iteration of the show it's like it was a very good maybe not like you know didn't have the most amazing moments and then season two had a lot of some of the highest and the lowest moments yeah it did it was more it was very roller coaster season two yeah i still i love season two of that show it's still really good good. moments yeah it's that's an awesome show it's too bad it's probably not gonna be on for like two more years yeah i I hate that about that show oh man (laughs) um okay john i'm going to now that i mentioned the episode i'm going to recommend silence in the library okay uh often people will point to this as one if not the best episode of all of doctor who silence in the library is actually a two-parter and it's also sort of like a bottle okay it takes place in a library Hmm. and it does have a sort of vision kind of based it's everything's dark all the lights are out um sort of monster in it and it introduces one of the greatest characters in all of doctor who so it is very very good if you haven't watched silence in the library fourth season with david Tennant, amazing that's your classic who recommendation john paul murphy how can people find me um you can find me on twitter and instagram at johnny b good in la uh you can also listen to me uh on the zyheis podcast uh also you can go back into our archives and listen to wishboning um and you can go to my website at johnmurphywrites.com all right and i am at christian underscore humes you can check me out on those shows as well and a little show called ultimate fictional character and until next time john what's that quote gonna be she's not your wife she's furniture with a pulse (laughs) 